Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's turn our attention to Week 16, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard to talk about some of the biggest questions for Week 16. But first, here's a reminder that we've got a bunch of games on Saturday. Pretty much all the games are on Saturday this week, so don't forget that when you're setting your lineups. We've got three games on Sunday, one game on Thursday, one game on Monday. The rest of them, I think it's 11 games on Saturday, so treating Saturday like Sunday. And that means that the injury reports are coming out a day earlier for most of those teams, or for all those teams, for most of the teams. We've got injury reports uh, Jalen Hurts has not been ruled out for this week. You know, there's been, you know, Nick Sirianni had a quote like he's different. He heals faster. We heard that about Jamar Chase. He ended up missing, what, four weeks. I'm not going to expect Jalen Hurts to play this week. Nick Chubb didn't practice today with a foot injury. We don't know how serious that is. We don't know if this was just like a quasi rest day with the short week, but that's something to keep an eye on. Lamar Jackson missed his seventh straight day of practice. Chris Olave didn't practice with a hamstring injury. Mike White has been ruled out for Thursday, so Zach White or Zach Wilson will start against the Jaguars. And Kenny Pickett will start for the Steelers. He has cleared the concussion protocol. And also, A.J. Dillon uh, left Monday night's game to be tested for a concussion. He cleared the protocol then. He cleared the protocol on Monday, so it looks like he's good uh, as well. So let's move on to some big Week 16 uh, questions. and. Dave, you've been sitting there silently nodding along. I'm sorry. We'll we'll talk to you now. You get to you get to address this question first. Okay. We've got a huge winter storm that's going to be covering seemingly the entire uh, continental United States this week. I don't want to get too bogged down in the details of specific games. You know, uh, there's going to be a lot of games that are impacted. We don't know what exactly the impact's going to be, but just as a general topic, how do you approach weather? You know, when we're talking about cold, when we're talking about potential rain or snow or, you know, as, as is the case with, I think, Cleveland's game, there could be a lot of wind, you know, wind gusts up to 50 miles an hour projected for that one. So what do you keep an eye on when it comes to the weather report? Well, first of all, uh, this is going to be a unique week because there are going to be as many as nine games impacted by weather, whether it's mm-hmm. a cold wind, rain, snow, sleet crickets crickets whatever there are no crickets as far as i know frogs call call me team dome uh chris because i think every nfl team should have domes at this point and if they don't they need to build them so that way it's perfect conditions every game yes wind is the biggest issue If, if there is wind north of 15 miles an hour i take notice of that if there's a uh deep target receiver like that's his role is to only get deep throws Uh, I'm probably not going to be interested in starting that guy. I'm definitely not going to be interested in starting any kickers. And, uh, and that's where it starts with wind. But once it gets to 20, 25 miles an hour, uh, that's a problem for everybody. As an example, the Jaguars jets game on Thursday, winds are between 15 and 25 miles an hour. That's in the forecast along with potential for heavy rainfall, rainfall, snow, 
when it's when it's coming down heavy, that impacts visibility. Think about just walking in the rain. You've done it. I've done it. Everybody watching has done it. If you can see in front of you 10, 20 yards, it's really not that big of a deal. It's really mm-hmm. not that big of a deal to the football players, especially snow, unless it's coming down crazy, catching yeah. dogs. That's, that's when it's bad, and that's when you'll see some really sloppy conditions, and you'll want to stay away from the passing games involved. So I've already I've already started to downgrade my Jaguars and Jets pass catchers. I'm probably going to make my way to the quarterback soon. It could be a tough week for them, and there's just significant weather elsewhere. Like you mentioned, it's going to be a mess in a lot of places. Start players who are going to play in a dome. You could certainly pick up kickers now and go with kickers that are in a dome and, and beat your opponents to the punch. Yeah, some some numbers to that. In indoor games since 2000, the NFL average has been 47 points per game. In outdoor games with winds of 15 plus miles an hour, that drops to 40.5 points per game. Passing mm-hmm. yards per game drops from 472 indoors to 397 with 15 plus mile per hour winds. Completion percentage drops from 63% to 59%. So teams do tend to throw less. They tend to throw the ball less effectively. Uh, and the real gut punch, average game scoring 44.2 points per game. Freezing temperatures plus 15 mile per hour winds 37.9 points per game so it's common sense yeah that's it's exactly what you would expect but those numbers are uh stark so the wind is the the biggest factor and let's move on to a couple other questions we'll talk about some some players that i think are really interesting for week 16 are you viewing Jarek mckinnon coming off two big games as a must start running back for week 16? yes absolutely he's he's still gonna split with isaiah pacheco but he's the one getting high-value opportunities. He's playing on a lot of the third downs and fourth downs. He's playing inside the 10. And, yeah, some of the touchdowns that he scored over his past two games have been fluky. But guess what? He's on the field enough to get those opportunities to score those fluky touchdowns, and Pacheco isn't. So I'm happy to start him. Add the cherry on top that they're playing against Seattle. That's a terrible run defense. And you could look at Jared McKinnon as someone that will help you advance to your fantasy finals. Are we at the point where we're considering sitting Mark Andrews? Who's his quarterback? Looks like it's going to be Tyler Huntley. Lamar and Jackson I'm, didn't practice went Tuesday. I'm ready to sit him because I've seen enough of him. I've seen enough with Mark Andrews all season long, but certainly with Tyler Huntley missing him on a bunch of throws uh, makes me nervous to feel good about him at all. I feel bad about all my tight ends not named Travis Kelsey. <laughs> In my rankings, but Andrews especially would probably slide closer to that 9, 10, 11 range versus the top five range that I have him in right now because I've got him with Lamar Jackson. And I figure the targets that he'll get from Lamar Jackson will be plentiful and they'll be better than what he's seen from from Tyler Huntley. And also, he's playing indoors against the Falcons. Oh, no, he's not. I take it back. He's at home and the weather could be bad. Never mind. Never mind that dome part. Again, Domes everywhere. Give me a dome in Baltimore. Give me a dome in New York. Give me a dome everywhere. That's how it should be in the NFL movie. All right. Domes everywhere. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll talk to you tomorrow with more injury updates, more week 16 lineup questions. We'll see you then.